Welcome to the Eric Schleim Podcast, where personal development platitudes can get the hell out. Completely devoted to ontology, breaking down distinctions of human consciousness as an access to enhancing performance. Here's your host, Eric Schleim. Hi, this is Eric Schlein. You're listening to the Eric Schlein Podcast. And today we have on Mario and Lisa, uh, who are both the transformational coaches and in the transformational human personal development space. I'll let them go into a little bit more what they do. But Mario and Lisa, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I love that painting, by the way, in the, the background. Thank you. That's what Playa gives you. This is Playa del Carmen, <laughs> and that's the theme, the yeah. motif. Well, <laughs> and what had you guys moved down there? You're not from you're not from there originally. No, not from here at all. Just to live in paradise and for half the price, <laughs> and just love it. And I just moved down here to experience the culture, and yeah, it's just been amazing. Experience. I have for a year. Okay, I'm from Miami originally, and I actually came down here to give a seminar uh, with Lisa and her and the other goats. So we have a lot of goats from Goats Win who are here in Playa del Carmen. And they've been asking me to come down for the last year. So I finally made it out. <laughs> I came out last week, loved it so much. I haven't left yet. So I came like changing my flight and now I've got a beautiful uh, apartment that I am, uh, hopefully I'll be closing on. I will be closing on and we're negotiating right now. And so we're going to get that transaction done with and i'll be down and i'll be here uh, back and forth from miami which is about an hour and a half away yeah okay cool so great kind of blank yeah okay now tell us a little bit about what you guys do in, in your background at least well, i know i had some conversations on the phone but mara i don't know really anything about you other than that you guys are that lisa is a coach for you great awesome so i used to work for uh, one of the biggest organizations in the world for self-development they did a lot of work in ontology Okay. Uh, for the greater part of two decade, decade, decades, I, I've been inside this work. I've done everything from seminary, like in the religious spaces, all the way through just about anything you can imagine inside this space of a transformation, making a difference for a human being. And for the last 10 years before I started Goats Win, which is our organization here, you can see goats do it better. <laughs> nice. The greatest of all time. So there's a greatest of all time version of you. We believe, and I think that every single one of us wants to live that greatest of all time version of ourselves. And what if we could get access to it? So that's what we've been doing. So we work ontologically for quite some time. And I also have a, a tremendous amount of training also in the area of neurochemistry. I so definitely want to get into that because Lisa yeah. and I, before the show, were talking a little bit about that and it sounds fascinating. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's distinct, right? It's definitely distinct. And so after working inside the space of ontology for such a, so for such a, a long time, it was time for me to be able to put it out to, to use it all inside of uh, what I do here. I was trainer for a really big organization, got to work with lots and lots of people and got to make a really big difference for a lot of people as a top for that company. And there was time to go. And we created Goats Win because there was something else that wanted to be brought to the world. And that's where we are right now. Yeah. Cool. And what do you guys do? Is it something a little bit different, a little bit unique? It sounds like it from what I was talking to Lisa about. So what, if I said, what's something you guys do that's a little bit more unique that p- other people aren't doing? What, what do you guys bring to the table? We speak very, I, I would say that for me, and this is my impression of what it is that we deliver, it's very 
potent. Okay, so what makes it potent specifically is even the ontological work that we bring to the table. We do ontology and we bring neurochemistry to the table. And usually they're separate, but we found that they go to very they go together very well. And what does that look like? The ontological portion of it, which is really the the study of human being relative to life out here, reality in himself, that existence itself is actually what ontology is, the study of existence. It it deals with in the in the realm of language. So in language, this is where it's dealt with, and that's the neocortex as a specific part of our brain, but there are actually two parts of our brain. There's a neocortex and there's also the limbic system, okay? Now, here's what most people don't know. The limbic system does 99.9996% of all the heavy lifting of life, okay? That's everything that we do that is automatic, everything that you don't think about, that it's all happening inside the limbic system. The neocortex, of course, is very important. As human beings, we have the biggest neocortex of any primitive of any of the primates. And when that gives us access to his manipulation of concepts, it gives us past and future. It gives us language, which is very important inside the creative faculties to create something. We need language. Language is very important for that particular purpose. And it's excellent. And you can't use it all the time. It uses a lot of resources and it's hard for us to say conscious. So we think about conscious thought actually occurs inside the neocortex. Okay, subconscious or what we call pre-conscious thought because it's happening all the time before we even have conscious thought. That happens all the time. It's going all the time. So it's giving you and I even our little mannerisms that we've got right now that we're not thinking about. Okay. All right. So yeah. there's so we're going, we probably have about 10 million. There are 10 million bits of information that we're processing right now as we speak. Okay. The limbic system is, and there's probably about 40 of them that are getting processed by the by the neocortex per second. A neurochemistry concept, because you bring this up. So what, what, what is that? Define neurochemistry for listeners who have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is. Oh, so cool. All right, great. Thank you. Teach love, me, educate me, please. I love a beginner's mind. And so if we look at it, so, there, so once again, I'm going to bring, I'm going to take it from the subject that we just took on here. So there's language. And so language is ontol- ontol- in the world of ontology, okay? So it's... Yeah. There's language, and that's how we manipulate information. There's probably some time in your life when you were a kid and you said, I don't want to, or you said, I'm not good enough, or you said, something's wrong here, or what are those things that human being says, and all of a sudden that gets, get, that gets processed. It gets processed right here. And then when we can look at it, there are other things that happen, generally from zero to eight years old, when we, dis- when we develop our limbic system. Okay, that limbic system, as opposed to the neocortex, which I was just talking about, yep. the, the limbic system itself gets developed from zero to eight years old. The majority of our limbic system gets created or gets developed, I should say. So during that time, the limbic system deals with cortisol, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and other neurotransmitters. Now, here's what happens with human beings. And this is how we're able to process all this information all at the same time is that, and we can do it so quickly. Okay. Is because all we're doing at any given time is that we're moving away from cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Yep. And we're moving toward happy hormone, dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. All right. So if we really look at it that way. There are things that you actually have created in life that had nothing to do with language. Hold on. I have a question. I'm drinking coffee right now. 
right? Yeah. That is, that's going to increase my cortisol, but also make me feel happier. So is that happening not at the same time or explain that? Here's what I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to consider that coffee for you could absolutely mean that, Hey, wait a minute. This is my comfort food, if you will. This is my, this is the thing that's going to give it, or it could be your dopamine. It could be that it's giving you a level of achievement. Hey, I got my coffee. Oh, thank God I got this, my coffee. Yeah. You know, it's, certain, it's certainly a uh, creativity boost for me, you could say. It's an association. By the way, I need my coffee in the morning too. So, <laughs> all right. So I, that's what it looks like. So whatever you associate with different things, some people associate, like you've got coffee. It's a drug, by the way. Caffeine's a very powerful drug. Associate. <laughs> we have people who associate smoking with something happy, right? Yep. So that you've got these negative habits that we've taken on, negative, bad habits, if you will, that we've taken on that we don't want. And it's because we've associated them with happy hormone. So you yep. were, I had, for instance, we had a client, he's 13 years old. And his, actually, I'm going to use another client. We had another client. Yeah, I'm going to use, he's 13 years old. And he starts drinking beers with his buddies. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. He starts drinking beers with his buddies. And guess what happens? He's accepted. He's loved. He's, you know, he's that guy who can out drink them. Guess what? He gets a oxytocin spike because that's what gives what you're given when you have the approval but guess what also he can drink more than his buddies and so he's the man guess what there's a serotonin spike serotonin is what gives us that feeling of that feeling of higher standard higher standing in life right yeah so he's got that going on let's just say that those are the two things that happened with him now what i had to go in there and do is after discovering like for him he dealt with he came out of that and he had that association with alcohol. Now, mm-hmm. he had already been to outpatient. He had already done a seven-day uh, you know, detox program at a hospital. He had already done, he had already done, like I said, the 60-day outpatient. And then he did AA. And guess what he came out when he finished the 60-day outpatient? Guess where he went? Where is that? He went straight to get a beer. <laughs> okay. And then he meets me, and then we have a conversation, becomes a goat. And we take him through a process of detangling his association with the alcohol to these different components. And guess what? He stops drinking. Now, guess what he does every day for the last eight months now? What's that? He sends me a sober lake. You know what sober lake is? No. What is that? I didn't know what it was either. Sober lake is basically is to blow into a device that attaches to his phone every okay. single day, four times a day or five times a day. And, he, and I get that reading every single day for the last eight months he's been sober for the first time in his life it's the longest time he's been sober in 40 years wow what, and so what, what is your process for that the process for that is number one you've got to dis- you've got to discover so i used to be a software program it was one of the biggest one of the biggest achievements that i had after discovering my own programming was that i went out there and created my own programs so i created a software company the best thing I got out of the software company wasn't the money. It was the discovering what I'd have to do. I learned how to program and I wrote the very first program we, that we ever wrote. And when I wanted to modify something, I'd have to go in and sift through those thousands of lines of code to find the exact line of code that wasn't working. Okay. Then when I would neutralize it, we call it commented out, right? Then I could write in a new line of code. Right. But if I didn't get the exact right line of code that was running that routine, it would still run or break something. Okay, so what I would have to do is I'd have to make sure I get the right 
line of code for the routine. So when we discover what that exact line of code is, then all of a sudden people get access to now writing in a new line of code and it goes in there like easy. Okay. So it goes into debugging human beings, right? Oh, excuse me. You're almost using a debugging pr- process yeah. for people. It's- That's exactly what we do, by the way. We debug. So can you, can you give me like a real-time example of some quote-unquote line of code you saw in a client and then what you put into play? Because it's still, like, still a little um, abstract for me. Okay, I got it. So specifically, that's a, that's, a, that's a good example of somebody who got something really that massively shift, shifted life. All right, so I also work with another client. I'm going to give you another person to look at. And so I worked with this couple for over four years. Now, and so they drastically shifted their lives. What they came to me for was their relationship. They'd been engaged for seven years. They'd been in a relationship for 10 years, engaged for seven years, never pulled the trigger. Okay. And when they came to me, they were desperately looking. I'd already helped their, their buddies to have his marriage work and also his business to take off. So they come to me desperate. And what we went to work on was, first of all, discovering all their lines of code everything that wasn't working inside of their relationship. So we actually have a course called Conversation Mapping. The whole purpose of that course is exactly what I did for a year when I discovered my own programming, which is that I detail all the limiting programming that I've got. I look at the areas of life that aren't working and I discover what are these limiting lines of code? What's the limiting program that's showing up, okay? Once we get those limited, that limiting programming, now what's available? So can you, can you, get an exa- can you give me like an example of that? Okay, good. I'll give you a great example of that that actually had me start Goats Win, sure. why I hadn't created Goats Win in a long time. For me, a limiting line of, of programming was around money specifically. Okay. Now, I didn't know that I had this, but it was also neuro, it was neurochemical. All right. So now we're in the realm of neurochemistry, but I, now you can put it in language. Okay. So I, I'm going to put it in language for you. So here I am. I was eight years old. And so I'm eight years old. And my, my mom's on the phone with my dad. They're divorced now, okay? And she's trying to, it's like August. What time's August for a kid? Go back to school. Right. Time to go back to school. That means school clothes, school works, all that stuff. Yeah, August uh-huh. was, my, it was, was the worst time of the month. Or worst time of the year. That's it, completely. But it even got worse for me. That was the summer. That was the summer. And that was the August. And I'm in Florida where it's more humid than anything. So it's even worse. Yeah, it, was a, it, was the, it was definitely the time for me where my mom's on the old school green phone. I'm about to date myself. She's on the green phone with the long cord and all that. She's in the kitchen talking to my dad. We're in Brooklyn, New York right now. And, and he said, and she's asking him for school books and school clothes. Now, all you got to know is by the time she got off that call, first of all, things were too tight. He didn't have any money. But when she got off that phone call, I felt that thing so deep. I can even feel it today. Right now, even as I speak, I can still get present to that cortisol spike of what it looked like to ask for that money. I can feel it now to this moment. Okay. Now I got that cortisol spike. I was like, you know what? I'd rather be, I'd rather be without than take your money. That's how it was for me. Literally. Now, fast forward. This is who I became in life. I would get a job. I worked really hard. I was like, look, we were broke. We didn't have a lot of things when I was growing up as a kid. So I wanted to work really hard. I was going to work hard. I was going to be smart. I was going to be ambitious. I was going to do things that they tell us to do when we were kids. I did all those things. I get out. I get a, get my first job in, in the investment field. And I'm like, I get my first check, man. And I'm like, 
nope, this ain't it. <laughs> I don't know why, but this ain't the job. And so then I go and I, I still got to eat. So I still work yeah. the job until I get another job and I get a new job. And I'm like, this has got to be the job. And I get the first check and I'm like, nope, this ain't it either. I don't know why this is not it. So then I go back, I go to law school now because that's got to be the job. Because I'm going to, you know, now to be happy with the check and the whole thing. And so I get, I go to law school, I get out of law, three years of law school, get out of, out of school, get my first job, get my first check. And I'm like, eh, this ain't it either. All right. So it's never it. So I'm like, you know what? Can't do anything with that. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go work in Europe as an attorney. Got a job as an attorney in Europe. And I got my first check there. And I was like, this definitely ain't it. Right. <clears throat> Every time I got a check for some reason, this wasn't it. Then I discovered trading. That had to be it. Oh, trading was like glory. I was trading it. Trading it was it because I didn't have to take money from another human being. I didn't know that at the time, but it was going to be the perfect way for me to make it. It was way harder than working a regular job, which I just want to tell you in the beginning, when you have to learn how to trade. But I learned how to trade and I was good at it and it worked out for me that way. It really worked out for me. It worked out after I got my program, though. It's the really, when it really worked out. But anyway, here's what I discovered. So then I didn't discover that line of code, though. I discovered my lines of code around success that had me go out there and have my trading career go and do well because then I could siphon money from the market without having to take it from another human being. And then I, I went on and started a software company, but I had a whole entire team who did all that stuff. All I had to do was wait for the dollars, the ones and zeros to, to roll in and do my part of the gig. So I never had to deal with the money side of things. It just showed up in my account. I didn't know that at the time. Fast forward, I'm like, okay, good. I got this thing figured out. I got money figured out. No, <laughs> it's showing up somewhere else. So now I want to make a difference for people. I've discovered something. This programming thing is awesome. I got this thing worked out. I'm producing results in all these different areas of life. This is it. And so people start asking me for their help and I start helping them. And then I start working for this organization because I really want to make a difference for people. And we're helping thousands of people. It's amazing. And I'm doing this for years and I'm doing it for free. In fact, they even try to send me checks. I'm so good at it. They're trying to give me checks, right? And because I wasn't working there, I was volunteering. I was giving my time as a leader, producing results. And there comes a point where I'm there and now I'm leading a seminar and the seminar is called money. So there we are leading the seminar about money, okay? And now everybody wants to be in Mario's seminar. Because Mario's got money down. Because Mario's got produced results. He's got the spoils of what it looks like to, to do that. Yeah, but I got success down. I didn't get money down. I didn't know it until I'm in the seminar. I'm in the seminar and everybody's getting it. But guess who gets it more than everybody else? Mario. Interesting. This is what I discovered. Wait a minute. There's been a pattern this whole freaking time. All these things. I'm thinking these jobs were all different. Why quit these different knowledge? Because of this. No, it was the same feeling, except we didn't deal with feeling then. I, I had to pull that technology for myself. But I got that. Wait a minute. There's a pattern here. The programming is showing up in these different areas of life. The same exact thing over and over again. It is predictable that it is happening. And then when I discovered it, I'm like, holy cow. So I go to my supervisor. I'm like, listen, guess what? I got my... I got this. I figured out what my game is around money. What? Really? That's amazing. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it anymore. All those years, I never took a dime. I couldn't take money from anybody. I couldn't work for anyone else. I didn't need to. I found a workaround around that money conversation. But the reality is, was every time, every single time I took a dollar from any person, I felt that same 
thing. It was in the same area. It was the same place over and over again, but I never registered it. I never registered that feeling that I was running away from as what it was. It was everything inside of the cortisol. Yeah. So then here's what happens with people, right? This is the cool thing is that I actually have people go back and we just discover, we just got to look at an area of life that's not working. Now we discover it. It's great when, it, when we discover it ontologically, it's really great. And a lot, most of it is in the body. Most of it's in the limbic system, the feeling thing that we feel. And everyone feels it differently in different places, believe it or not. That thing you feel, you feel anxiety, sure. you feel like stress or whatever it is. That is the limbic system. That's a programming that's programmed in your neurochemistry that's getting, that's getting hit up. Now, think about it this way. If most of what you and I deal with comes from the limbic system, and most of who, what our limbic system is gets developed from zero to eight years old, then there's a kid running your life. <laughs> Yeah. 99% of the time. Now, you heard that before, I'm sure. sure. If you can really get that, it's not even existing in language until you and I bring it forward. That's what that 0.004% is for, so that we can use that so that we can now... Where do you get that number from, out of curiosity, 0. 0.00? All right, so they say, so there, there are different numbers that you can use about it. So there's, just like I just I told you, there's 10 million pieces sure. that you and I, 10 million pieces of information that we run, on our own, 10 million pieces of information that we can run through the limbic system, all right? It's processing all that information. It processes it super fast because it doesn't require a lot of power. The neocortex, however, requires a lot of power, and it can only process about 40 pieces of information, okay? All right, per second. Okay, so you got 40 bytes per second by the neocortex and 10 million bytes by the, by the, by the neocortex, Oh, 10 million bytes on the limbic court. On the limbic system. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we have. So everything that exists that we, that you and I, because we don't think about everything. And I'm going to tell you something. This is the truth. Somebody else said it. But now I'm just going to say this is the truth. It's so real. Is that we're, we think, human being believes that we're thinking machines that feel. Uh-huh. And I'm inviting you to consider that we're feeling machines that think. Okay. You can actually get that. Let me say that again. That we think that we walk around here like we're thinking machines that feel when really we're feeling machines that think. If you could get that, you get access to human being. You get access to greater love. You get access to greater performance. You get access to the life that you've always wanted to live that you couldn't figure out why it is that I haven't been able to know on. So people who are smarter, people who are who know they're smart, they know they're ambitious, they know they're hardworking, they've done everything they know how to do, they're still not fulfilling on it. Yeah, there's probably something going on that wants to be discovered inside of that area because you're probably not thinking about it because if it was a thought, you'd probably caught it by now. Sure. Yeah. And so we do that. We help work off of that. And what's really going to blow your mind is this, is that they're two different systems, two, two totally different systems. So it's, even when I ask you what you're feeling right now, Hmm? You don't know. You don't know what you're feeling. <laughs> what do I mean by that? I mean that it's like an apple talking to a PC. Okay. They speak different languages. Right. The neocortex is speaking past and future, is speaking language, and we try to speak to that way. No. And then what there is a limbic system which speaks in the senses and it speaks in feelings and emotions. So if you try to program the limbic system inside of feelings and emotions or look at it through feelings and emotions, you're going to win. But if you try to look at it through words, language, 
it's not going to get it. That's but, interesting. So th- it's a different access to shifting something. Yeah. Because a lot of the coaching world is going in more of the language. What are your disempowering thoughts around something? And it's fine to, to look at that. But you're, and it's not that you're not looking at that, but you're also taking this other component of what's the emotional programming that's coming up for you too. And, and looking at it from that standpoint, is, is that is that accurate to say or am I missing something? Yeah, I think that's, it's more or less accurate. And, and what I want to add to that is, see, ontology, it's great when it hits. It will hit when it hits, right? Yeah. So it looks like if you have this thought, this feeling, okay, so let's say that you think about and you actually have in language mm-hmm. detail something about your, something that happened with your mom X amount of years ago, and you actually attach that, that thing and you feel it at the same yeah. time, it's going to have an impact and we're in the right spaces. Does that make sense? Correct. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Now, if, if it isn't and it's just in language and it's just something that you're thinking about now, some concepts, it will not have an impact on your limbic and it will probably not have that long-term impact. So it's, so the way that it works right now is it may hit, it may not. Okay. Whereas we're like, no, you can hit it hundred percent of the time. You just have to now focus on having access to the limbic which is that pre that preconscious so that you can now so that you can now write on it with through the emotional sensors. So it's a very distinct way of looking at it. It gives a tremendous amount for in our we're standing a tremendous amount of power and disaffectedness with velocity. Yeah. Uh Lilia's health work, they're great. They're, you know, and there's nothing to be taken away from ontological work. I did it for a very long time. We made a difference for thousands of people. And it's great. It's amazing by itself. I just think that there's an expansion of that out for more. Now, do the two of you, do you have different focuses of, you know, the kinds of people you like to coach or specific things that there's certain areas that maybe you both have different interests in or is it pretty much? I have my business on the side that I'm focusing on post-force and post-breakups. And okay. so with Mario and Goats Win, we help every area. We help people with every area of life. And so that's me. And- yeah, we like I take on, I make a difference in businesses. I've had businesses go and increase their revenue by, you know, 25% from three to $4 million. I've helped individuals. Say, I, I love marriages. I love saving people inside. The, I love saving marriages and families. It's a big deal for me being that mine, my, I grew up in a broken house, a broken home is what we sure. call it. Different broken family, if you will. They divorced. And so I like helping all sorts of people. We help people through addictions. You've heard about that. I love that kind of work. A lot of it is limbic uh, that I'm able to make that kind of a difference with people to be able to get into that. They're different distinctly. I work in different disciplines and different modalities that make a really big difference with that. Yeah. I mean, for do you guys ever partner with like hospitals or psycho- psychiatrists or anything like that? Not at all. We don't, t- I don't go into the medical portion of it at all. Zero. In fact, if somebody's, if I feel as though someone's got something then they need assistance substance wise, yeah, uh, they, they need to see someone else because that's not the area that I okay. deal with. I don't deal with that and I don't deal with people who are dealing with suicide. So those are the two areas that we don't work with people in, but for the rest of it, absolutely we make a difference for people. So usually they haven't had a breakthrough in that area. They come and they see. So how do you, you know if someone is say struggling with an alcohol addiction or heroin addiction or whatever, where do you draw the line between you need to go get medical help versus help that you're offering? I think that they should do both. In fact, I think that this, what we do gives people access to structures that can work for them. I'm going to give you a good example. Yeah, please. 
Yeah. I think this is a really important conversation in our culture. It is an ex- it's an excellent conversation to be in. I just believe that the way that we process information is going to give us whether, look, I have a friend, he can read a book. He reads the book and he'll go out there and create a seven-figure business. That's how he is. Yeah. Now, we've all read those same books, yeah. you know, and we have not all created seven-figure businesses off of that. That's just his thing because he's able to process information. I believe it's the way that we process information that gives us access to transformation. So it's the same thing. If we want to have someone transform inside of the area of some you know, form of an addiction, they need to get the structures. That's not my job. I'm not going to give you structures. I don't know everybody's individual company. So I'm not also going to give them the models, although sometimes I do. But what I am very good at is having restructuring your programming so that you can take advantage of those models so that you can have a win. There's programming that's holding people back for producing results. Somebody who says, hey, I want to lose weight. And I've been going to Jenny Craig from the last X amount of time. We've had plenty of people like that. And then they come to us and we get their programming around food or around their ma- management of stress levels. And all of a sudden they get that out of the way and boom, guess what? Jenny Craig, Jenny Craig works. So interesting you're saying this because I have observed people go through different kinds of modalities and sometimes it really works for them. Then sometimes it's like, how did you just go through all of that? And this is what you're left with. Yeah. And it blows my mind. And to be able to see, okay, what are the, what's the, what are the principles behind why certain people are putting together information in a certain way while other people are processing it completely differently and, and not almost seeing what most people would see. So it sounds like you can have people be more effective at a Jenny Craig or whatever. Cause it's not that the flaws necessarily in Jenny Craig, right? Some people do it in, have amazing results and some people do it and it's just another diet program, one of the 20 that they've done with no results. I suppose talked about this a little bit is Andy Frisella. I don't know if you've ever listened to no. um, his podcast, but he's the guy that came up with that mental toughness program called 75 Hard. Are you familiar with that? It's, it's cool. I actually did it and it was the only... I don't actually fully get why it works, to be honest. I have maybe a, I have some idea, but I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a lot. But it's for 75 days... It's actually a year-long program, but the, the first 75 days, you have to do the following things. So you have to do two 45-minute workouts. One of them has to be outdoors. You have to eat a clean diet. doesn't matter what kind of diet, just that it's clean. No cheat meals, no alcohol, a gallon of water a day, 10 pages of reading a book. And if you miss one day, you have to start from the beginning. If you're 40 days into it, you're not going to fuck it up at that point. <laughs> right. And then there's three phases afterwards, which, which have slightly different criteria. Um, you have to finish the entire thing in a year. And it the my dis, my personal discipline is, is terrible. I was able to do the entire year not screwing up once. And I thought it was like, okay, there's clearly brilliance to this program that I was able to psychologically stick to something. And I think that's probably why the thing went viral. I, I'd be interested in your take on it. Just if, if you took a look and read more about it, Applying some of the principles of um, what would you call it? neuro chemistry, neurochemistry. Yeah, I'd, I'd be wondering if there's some correlation. Absolutely, there's absolutely. I I believe that that it all can fall. You can find a, a lot of it's like the matrix. It really is. It just feels yeah. like that in a lot of different ways. So what I'm going to say about that is this: is that he has keyed in on things. Now there are some things about human beings that one of the things I say a lot. There are some things about human beings that are all the same. 
that we all share. Sure. And so what I tell people all the time is you ain't that special, <laughs> right? right? You think you're that special. You think that your depression is your depression and it's not. Everybody deals with that. We start with a base level of cortisol and then, and then we get spikes of happy hormone and then you get metabolized and we're right back to that cortisol. Then you think that you're special because you woke up this morning and you were down. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> break. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't special. We all wake up like that. <laughs> right. Okay. Or now we have 50-50 shot. But the same thing about what he's doing inside this program is that it's cortisol. It's going to be based off of, of happy hormone. Can I get you to associate enough of what you're doing with happy hormone and reinforce that happy hormone with you? And then also the greater, the further you go in the program, it creates more cortisol because now you're like, screw that. I'm not doing another 40 days. You get 40 days in and it's, it's a cortisol spike. You can think about not completing one. Yeah. And so now the more you think about it and the more that goes that way is the more that you associate cortisol with stopping. And the more you associate what you're doing with happy hormone. And so if you can keep on doing that and you can get every time that you take a chug of water, you can get a dopamine spike because you register that win for yourself. Then it, it's, yeah, I'm doing this. Day one, let's go. Day 13, let's go. And this is what it is that it really does create uh, dopamine spikes. Okay, so that what I mean by that is and that's what we deal with. In fact, a lot of the recreational drugs that people take, they only, they simulate, they emulate what, a, what happy hormone already gives us. So I'm saying like, save your money and go get some happy hormone. Yeah, but it looks hot like that. Interesting. Now, obviously you uncovered some patterns and got into this, but how did you go from, okay, I have some interesting insights to, I'm going to actually devote a lot of my life to neurochemistry. Was, was there books you were reading on it? Was there other programs you took to learn about it? Where if someone has an interest in getting more and, you know, learning more about the field of neurochemistry. What are the resources out there? It's a little bit in everything. It's a little bit in everything that you're looking at, but even they have neuromarketing right now. You just don't even know. You just got to look. Google, like straight, really, to be honest with you, but look, it's also inside the world of hypnosis and in neurolinguistic programming and inside of all of these different domains and all these different modalities, it's already existing inside those areas. For you to be able to get work on inside of that, you just look up neurotransmitters. Look up, and we talk about the animals that, the animals that they use. They, this is a study, this is one of the studies that they did. But anyway, let me just talk about this really quick. So I want to show you this out. Is even in the world of neuromarketing, which neuromarketing is a multi-billion dollar a year industry. Here's what we discovered. We discovered that they used to give people surveys to figure out why they were buying products. And this is what I was telling you about the difference between the neocortex and the limbic. The limbic is actually the CEO. Okay. We think we know why we do things, but we really don't know. So here's what they did. They looked at cues. They looked at what hormones were being released. And then they asked people why they purchased or when the moment was that they wanted to buy. And what they found was there was zero correlation between... <laughs> The survey that people wrote out was given by the neocortex and the actual results that they were getting about when they made a decision to purchase. And the, the, the cursors that were given by the neurochemistry were correct about when they wanted to buy. They were more accurate. Does that make more sense to you? Does yeah. that make sense what I'm saying to you? Sure, for sure. So we think we know why we do the things we do, and we have no clue why we do the things that we do. And that's why it's very difficult for us to even say, when I ask somebody, hey, what are you feeling? They want to tell me, well, I feel sad. But you don't. What you feel is this thing right here. And it feels like warm and weird and nausea or whatever you feel. No, that's what you feel. And then your neocortex is saying, hey, that's sadness. 
Right. So I'm inviting you to consider that we don't even know half the time what we're going through. And it was something that triggered when you were six years old. This thing happened. You saw some dude who looked like Timmy, the guy who beat you up, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I don't like that dude. Or this is my intuition about, or I don't want to do business with that guy or whatever it looks like. Instead of, we don't look at it like that. We look at it like, like something else that it's not. So the moment that you and I can get back to that, this is the sensation. This is where it is. Then you get that back to the purity of where it comes from because that's all you got. Now we're going to try to put language to it with that, to something that doesn't even know. And it's, if you ask me to translate something in Russian, I'm looking at the guy. I have no idea what he's saying. I don't speak Russian, but I'm looking at it and I'm saying, yeah, he's saying that he really likes blah, blah, blah. I don't have a clue. It's the same thing your neocortex is doing when it reads limbic. All right. And sometimes you get it, sometimes you get it, but a lot of times we don't. It's not sadness that you're feeling. Sure. Feeling cortisol. Yeah. Are there any books on this field that you'd recommend? There's tons of books on the field. Like I said, I've been doing this, I've been doing this work for two decades. So I'm asking you as someone who has no background in this and you've been doing this for two decades, are there any books that you specifically recommend or like that for someone who wants to get some initial feelers and learning more about this? I don't really, to, to answer your question, because you asked another question before, and I'm going to tell you the difference and how there are a lot of coaches out there. There are a lot. A ton of coaches. Look, the best, you can see my tattoo right here. The best artists I know, Mm -hmm. they work on themselves. So here's the deal. is That is a thing I'm going to tell people to do, which is what we do inside of our program is we give you the basics. We tell you exactly how it works. (laughs) And then we now coach you through discovering your own programming so that you can get to it. Do I, and I've done the work on myself. I've been in the practice of discovering what my happy more, how to trigger my happy more and more, what actually gives me the cortisol spikes. What is it? What is my programming? What's predictable for Mario to do? And what does that look like? I can tell you exactly what happens when Mario's programming starts running, when he runs a routine. Mm-hmm. There's an if-then statement. If relationship, if it looks like a serious relationship, then run like hell. That's what it looks like, you know? <laughs> So if you see me running and I'm halfway down the street, it's like, oh, this probably looked like a serious relationship. So then I know that I can stop. Now I can stop. I can now engage my neocortex and I can walk back and I can say, hey, guess what? I was about to run. Does that make sense? But we're doing yes. this all over life because now that is predictable behavior. Mara, is that, would you say that example is what you'd refer to as commenting? In yes. Us? Okay. It's what we call acknowledge, accept, surpass okay. in our work. So we, what you can get present to, you can now, until you get your programming has you. You're just being the programming. And you don't know that it's actually something. You just find yourself running. You're like, I don't know why I felt like running. I just felt like running. Intuition. And then I guess the trap is that if you start looking for why you're running, you'll, you'll find a reason every time and you'll get stuck exactly. to it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And I would love to give an example if I can. Yeah, uh, please. Just the other day, uh, I woke up with a major cortisol shot. I woke up and I couldn't get out of bed. And so I came to see Mario and he's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, man, I couldn't get out of bed this morning. So when you have those cortisol shots, like he said, you just acknowledge that they're there. And I kept trying to figure out like, why was I having those cortisol shots? Why was I feeling that way? I'm like, I just had an amazing day yesterday. I was like the best day of my life. Like, why did I wake up feeling this way? So what we did is we went out and created happy hormones everywhere we went. And so when you have that cortisol shot and you're just not waking up on the wrong side of the bed, we went to the gym and we worked out and we're like, yes, we got our workout in. And then when we're asking, Mario gave some amazing compliments. This one girl had this 
beautiful, long, straight hair. It was just amazing looking. And so Marino just addressed it with like, hey, your hair looks really good down like that. I really like it. She was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, boom, happy hormone. So not only for her, happy hormone, but that gave Mario its happy hormone, right? The guy running by, getting his jog on, and Mario was like, boom, like giving it a muscle. (laughs) Hey, good job. And the guy, thank you. Yeah, boom, happy hormone. So ran faster down the street. Yeah, I'm on fire. So I'm just like, Creating happy hormones everywhere we go, just connecting with people when they're walking by, smiling at them. If you're not only giving them happy hormones, but you're giving yourself happy hormones. For me, waking up on the wrong side of the bed, that was just, it was just the cortisol and just sure. not make, not try to figure it out. Just going out and creating happy hormones everywhere you go. Yeah. That helps. So then <laughs> there's something about that. So if I can put the, the, ch- the button on that one. Go ahead. It's, it's that we are all the same. There is no difference. And if we can look at things that way, then we can master this over here where I am. Then I can also have, may have an impact out here in life for others. And, and by the way, there are different, there's different programming that is the same for every single human being. And, and literally, I'll say, hey, watch me. I'm going to create happy normal right now. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. You know, and literally, you know, it, we do that. Oh my God. I can also create connection with another human being. I can also have human beings doing things that they didn't even know they wanted to do because of the same programming. We, we have that program. So the more I master the programming over here where I am, the more that I can make a difference out here with another human being utilizing what I know, like the programming. So that is the opportunity. And so that's our next course, which is called Be a Mover of Life. So we work on ourselves first and we master the programming over here. And then after that, we move life. We teach you how to move life. And, and it's, you could call that, it's in the world of what does it look like to influence another human being and help them feel for how you get to fulfill on what you want. Because in life, it's not about what you do or what you say. It's what you leave people with in the end. It's the only thing that matters. Nothing else will matter. It's just what you leave people with. And then what are you leaving with another human being that has them move in life? <clears throat> it's everything. Yeah. So for people who want to learn more about your offerings and what you do, where could they go? Do you have a website or? Yeah, they can go to goatswin.com. All right. And for those listening on the car, I'll put all that into the, the show notes. And anything that you think would be good resources for the listeners, you know, if you could send that to me and then I'll I'll put all that in the show notes for you guys. At this point in time where we live in this in this world right now, you're probably hearing a lot of stuff out here because this we get ready for a major storm. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not too bad, actually, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, good, good. yeah. All right. So it's definitely something for me to to be with. But yeah, so what I, I look, I'm just gonna, I will not, I've had the accumulation of a lot of information over a lot of years that has taken a lot to, to, to figure out what is real and what's not real. So I don't want to, what's going to be the best use of that, that information. So I can only refer you to to what I know and everything that sure. here is t- totally battle tested. And some of it's absolute trash. And so th- there is just, there is that. And so look, the reality is every bit of information that we all want is out there. It's out there on Google, go Google it. Google neurochemistry. You will find a lot of information on neurochemistry and you'll start with dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and cortisol. And we're always running away from cortisol and we're always running toward happy hormone. And that's what human beings is doing. Now, if you can actually put that with and start working with different different modalities that way that 
that's just the simplest thing. I promise you, you can produce results. We're going to be putting a lot more information out. Watch out for Goats Win. And I will be doing free, delivering a lot of free information so that people get get access to how to have affirmations work, for instance. we A lot of people do affirmations, but not all affirmations work. Why? Because they're not in the realm of what it looks like neurochem. So it's very important for you to have affirmations work that way. Or what is it? what do you need to do to, why is it that certain affirmations don't work? Or how to get the secret? I believe in the wall of attraction. And people say, like, I'm a non-woo-woo type of guy. I'm not woo-woo at all. I'm like, I like the facts. I like the science. I totally believe in the law of attraction. Now, why does it work for some people? It doesn't work for others. First of all, you'd have to have space for it. And I believe that a lot of reason why people aren't producing the results they want to is because they haven't discovered that exact line of code that's going to make the difference for them. Now, I haven't seen a lot of work on that out there in the world. Okay, that's the truth. All right, so that's why I created it the way that I created it. I just happen to work with so many people that I discovered that there are some things that work better than other things, and there are things that worked for me that had me be able to create results with velocity. And so that's why uh, we do the work that we do specifically here. I'd love to give you other resources, and I'm probably going to create them because I can count on those. I cannot anything else. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. If people want to get in touch with either of you, is it social media, from the website? What's the best way for people to contact you guys directly? Yeah, we've got Goatswin um, on IG, Instagram. We also have, obviously, my personal Instagram is I am Mario Che, M-A-R-I-O-C-H-E. And we also have built one on Facebook, which is what we've got right now. And we're starting up a YouTube pitch. So you can be able to check out free resources there. So you'll see a lot in those areas. We also, we already have some free resources that are up on the Facebook and Instagram pages right now. Okay. Well, great. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you guys on and wish you both a tremendous success with growing your company. Yeah, thank you. Oh, last thing. Yeah, please. Yeah, because some people don't know what a goat is. So I got I to make it clear for them. So the reason why we call it Goats Win is because it's about being the greatest of the U.S. Yeah. Greatest of all time. And the yeah. greatest of all times, they win. So naturally, goats win. So we have people win in life where they weren't. Hey, we, we, there's that saying beyond sports, too. So yes. I actually, my only interest in sports is fantasy sports. That's it's so funny, right? If I actually hate, can't stand sports. I played sports. I played baseball. I played hockey. But for it's if I'm not doing fantasy, I'm the most disinterested person ever. Like, <laughs> I don't care. However, with fantasy, you would think that I like knew tons about sports, and I just I know about <laughs> those specific players. If if they're not on my team, it's like they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get you on that. Yeah, some people don't even know. Like, I'm not, a, I used to play sports when I was a kid, but I'm not a huge sports guy. But listen, I think that there's, every single one of us knows that there's a greatest of all time version of us there. Sure. You know, and that's the guy that we want to, like, when I, when my time goes, I want to be squeezed out, man. I want nothing to be left. You know what I mean? And that's when I know that I gave the greatest of all time version of myself to the world. And that's what I want. And I think that anybody who doesn't do that, they're not going to leave this life happy. So guess what? Go out there and be the GOAT. Be the GOAT yeah. of you. Be the best version of yourself. I'm out here doing the same thing for myself, creating it every day. And every day when I think I got there, there's another level to get to. And there's some limiting program to get past so I can produce more results and, and make more of a difference and get more of the stuff that I wanted to do, you know, yeah. in life. And it's just, it is, gets to look like that way. So real quick, how I came up with that. Yes. So there I am, walking to the front. I walked to, to the beginning of a new seminar. You know, and I walked to the front of the room 
And I walk to the front of the room and everybody's clapping. It's our first seminar. And she's like, good evening. My name is Phil Jackson. <laughs> and welcome to the blah, blah, blah seminar. That's what I said. And everybody's looking at each other. Who's he talking about? Who's Phil Jackson? I thought his name was Mario. I said, yeah. I said, my name is Phil Jackson for the purposes of this seminar. And who is Phil Jackson? Why would I want to be Phil Jackson? And then somebody eventually says, hey, he's a, one of the winningest coaches of all time in NBA history. Oh, you don't have to like, you don't even be in the sports to know who Phil Jackson is. You know what I mean? And I said, okay, so that's not what's important. Who cares about who I am? But what does that make you? What does that make you? And somebody inevitably says, Michael Jordan. I said, yes, yeah, right. And who's Michael Jordan? The greatest of all time. That's right. <laughs> You're the greatest of all time. And I'm here to bring it out. Everybody gets up. And I know that I got goats in the room. And we go to work. And yeah. we have ridiculous seminars. And then they just, that's how I got going. And uh, we never stopped being goats. This was uh, a few years ago. That was quite a few years ago now. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Michael Jordan's still Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. And I know that some people are going to say LeBron, but I, how can you say LeBron when you got Michael, man? Just with- <laughs> oh, I know. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm with you on that. It might be. Hotly debated, but I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the. I, I don't even know how it is, man. I, I saw, you know. Anyway, but there's a whole other ball. We can yeah. talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anything to talk about. I think, I think it's, it's Michael all the way. I don't really think there's anything. hundred percent. For me too, it's not even, it's not even a competition and it doesn't take anything from LeBron. But the thing that made Michael Jordan special, he was that he would go out there and it didn't matter how many opponents were against him. It doesn't matter if there were four or even five defenders against him. He would have an intention and he would fulfill in that intention. He would fight his way to that, he, whatever he had to do. And that's what a goat does. Yeah. A goat finds a way to fulfill on his intention. Are you familiar with, uh, not to keep going on this, but Tom Brady uh, and his. But are, you familiar, are you familiar with, with how Tom Brady became Tom Brady? Do you, do you know about his early career? It's actually fascinating. Tell me. Actually, share that with me because, you know, that's. That's great. Just, just, go, go, just watch. Just watch. I don't want to go to the whole thing right here, but like, just Google like a, a documentary on Tom Brady. Like, the odds are so against him that he ever would have even gone into the NFL. Quite frankly, well, it's pretty amazing. And then even watching the Super Bowl, which this past I think was like one of the most boring Super Bowls in history. <laughs> and I, maybe part of it is the fact that I was expecting this to be one of the best Super Bowls right. in history with Mahomes. But besides being terrible, after when Brady was interviewed, he made this comment. I'm like, of course he would say this. I don't know if... So he was getting interviewed and he's, there's all these running quarterbacks now like Mahomes and blah, blah. He's, I think in the offseason, I'm going to start working on my running game because I want to be a running quarterback. And it's like, you're already Tom Brady, and now you want to like, <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that wild? It's like it's very Tom Brady to do something like that. Yeah, it's, but I love that because there's a, you know what I love about it? First of all, I just love that he left the Patriots and they thought the GOAT was the coach. But, the, right. <laughs> but he, left the, he left the Patriots. He goes out to a new team. Well, come on, man. Anyway, it's, anyone, it's, it's, it's insane. I know. I know. But it's insane. It goes out there. He freaking wins the Super Bowl. That's number one. So that is totally a goat action right there. But the thing about a goat really is that we never get done. People yep. are always asking me, like, Mario, you've already done enough. Like, why are you still looking at your programming? Are you kidding me, Pat? There's always limiting programming. There's always the next level. There's always more. And we got to be humble enough to look. So I love the fact that Tom Brady's, yeah, and I haven't got, there's no top to this mountain. 
What's yeah, my exactly. limitation? Now I'm going to be a running quarterback. Now you really won't know where it's coming from. But then even just him taking that on is just like speaks volumes about the kind of yeah. Maybe before he'll be doing like teleportation or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just find him in the end zone, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey guys, it was such a pleasure to have you guys on. And um, yeah, um, I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right, take care. Yeah, so.